Welcome back, gamers! This is Andrew Gonzalez, one of the 8-Bit Boys! And this is Josh Reddington, another one of your 8-Bit Boys! Yay, yay! And this is 8-Bit Movie Review, the podcast where we watch movies based off video games. Yay, yay! And Josh, what do we watch this week? Street Fighter! But it took me a while to really get through this intro today. And you know why I think it is? It could be mildly because I'm exhausted because of other engagements. But you stayed up all night. I think it's also... Boy, was I disappointed when I watched this movie. Must have been watching a different movie, Chomo, because this movie I thought was great. I, I remember liking... Well, I don't know. I'm kind of torn because I thought I liked this as a kid. But then... As I was watching it, I think I remember this being one of the first movies being like, wait, they didn't follow the video game. <laughs> they didn't. What, what's there to follow in the video game? That it, There's a tournament and that's that's it? Well, well, you know what, Josh? Let's get into it. You want to you want to get this? Let's just jump you, right into it. You want to bring this to the streets? I'm going to declare right now. This is the best video game movie of 1994. And... Oh, shit. That's Jean-Claude Van Damme calling right now. <laughs> it's the 8-bit... Boom! Actually, this could be... Before Jean-Claude Van Damme called, what do you say, by the way? No, I said, uh, I said, this, uh, I will declare that this is the best video game movie from 1994. Because and Jean-Claude bad. called to say his opinion on that. He said, hey, you... <laughs> that was a really and good. Then he punched you in the balls. Then he, yeah, then he punched me in the balls while doing a split between two chairs. You know, it's funny too because he was supposed to be. What do they call that? That they did in Mortal Kombat? That did like actual people? They took the pictures and added them. Oh yeah, he did the motion capture. He, well, he was, was supposed, supposed to do the motion capture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's why Johnny Cage in the original game kind of looks like his character from Bloodsport. Yeah, because I think that was supposed to be him, right? Yeah, yeah. But he had prior engagements and... Being a fucking badass. Being a fucking badass. And making this gem. JVC, man. I said his name wrong. Yeah, did I say John claude my dad? Fuck it. John claude He said JPC. I said V. The, 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 it's because I brought up RPC. RPC. Robert Paul Champagne. Robert Paul Champagne. Try it out. So I'm actually already going to say I disagree highly with you, Josh, which we've already discussed a little bit before we started recording. It's fine. You're tired from exhaustion because you didn't sleep. You decided to stay you up the what? night before we record our I podcast. Thought I, I thought I saw a different movie. You probably <laughs> slept through this and just like just saw like images of the video game. You're like, this isn't anything like the video game, even though it, you were sleeping. Well, there were, the of course, there were some nods, but at the same time, like, like it, it all right, let's, let's, let's. Let's get into it. The opening scene, it starts. And what, what what's the opening scene? I'm kind of actually flaking on it right now. Oh, really? So you have a bad opinion of a movie. <laughs> you can't even fucking remember the first scene. 
The opening scene is basically just trying to show you that M. Bison and oh, his yeah, it's fucking like an army real. is taking over That's right. a, a country. Was it like Valadu or something? Shadaloo? Shadaloo? Shadaloo. 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 Yeah. And it just shows multiple news organizations going like, and they've taken over, they have hostages, and blah, 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 blah. And then it goes to it's a worldwide news network saying, oh, God, and Bison Bison's army has taken over this country, and they have hostages and technologically advanced weaponry for I will, 1994. I, I will say I did love Raul Juliet as bison uh, yeah raul julia is the best part of this movie he is a fantastic actor and he commits to everything even when he's given a role like this he committed to becoming m bison and he had mannerisms of him like he he he's so eccentric he he fits the role so well. He's got the cape flourishes on oh, lockdown. Man, he fucking rocked that cape, dude. The, he the, he loved that cape. Cape work. He was on top of it. Cape work. I gave it a nine out of ten. Because <laughs> we're he, already scoring. We're already scoring. <laughs> cape cape factor nine out of ten. Yeah, he he owned the cape. It was fantastic. I just I can't say enough. And R.I.P. and peace, Raul Julia. But and I'm sad that this is the last movie he got to do. Because honestly, I wouldn't have been surprised we would have gotten an Adams Family three, which I would have fucking been absolutely on, on board on that. Yeah. Even though I recently watched Adams Family two, and I was sad to see that it didn't do well in theaters. When that one's like the best one. Yeah. Him as Gomez at Gomez Adam is fucking amazing. The and actual him this... perfect gentleman. He's yeah. actually like the best gentleman. But the way he played, like being crazy as Gomez, you see it in this too. Like the jokes and stuff I thought were kind of funny in this one. He's like, Why do they call me a war criminal? I just want peace for everyone by going to each country and forcing them to bend to me while I give them love and peace. And it's like, dude, he is this guy. Like, that's why he's the best part of this movie. <laughs> and, and I give it such big points because of that. Because he is the gem in every scene it, he's it, in. It's true. Because anybody else playing that, it wouldn't be believable. But the way he played it, like you're just like, wow, you believe that this guy is believes he's doing the right thing. Because he's just one of those old school actors who gave every fucking role 110%. Even this role... That you probably didn't need to give 110%. John Clive Van Damme ain't giving 110%. He's a fucking US military like guy, and he still has his, like, what is he, Belgium? Belgium? What was it? What do they speak? English? What? Uh, Jean Claude? Yeah. He's French. Is, is he, he French? I thought he was French. Yeah. He's, he's the Brussels from Mus uh, the Muscles from Brussels. So I don't think he's French. He's from Belgium. Tell Jean Claude to call back and. Tell us what I didn't pick. I didn't pick up the caller ID. It just said like sidekick, and I was like, "That's gotta be him." <laughs> was he in sidekick? No, no he, I didn't say sidekicks. Okay, that was Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, and baby, that dude that killed himself. That he was needs, to do, he needs to do a video game. Oh yeah, that's right. Back to what's going on in this movie. We start with all of these news organizations basically telling you, "M Bison bad. He's gonna take over the world," and then we start. We, we get into... Me bad. <laughs> me bad, you good. 
And his big old fucking plan is he has all these hostages from the Allied nation, the uh, Allied <laughs> National Guard. Th- the just like throws them like their trash into a pit, and then he's he's fucking like neck snapping. Hey soldier, you came here to fight. Fight me, and then he's just like. Like easily snapping everyone's neck. One, those soldiers sucked, man. They didn't really. <laughs> well, he picked like the fucking chubby dum dum. He's like, hey, idiot. <laughs> hey, Gomer Pyle. Come at me. He's like, okay, I'll do that. Like, he even made the look like he looked at the other guy, like, is this cool? Can I fight this dude? Can I really fight him? Can I fight him? Can I really fight this dude? He's like, good luck, buddy. So, neck snaps aside, and then you find out that. He's asking for $20 billion. In 1994 standards, that's still a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Like a lot Dr. of Dr. Evil money. didn't even ask for $20 billion. No, he asked for like $1 million and they made fun of him. Yeah, then he did a billion, but still it wasn't 20 But that was also in like the 2000s. Yeah. So he ain't, he isn't fucking around. He, he, he came to play, play for 20 bills. Then we get introduced to the Allied Guard. The what is it? The AN is what Allied Nations. I'm assuming because it's made up of like the U.S. and like Britain and everyone teaming together to take to to fight him. Which wouldn't it have made sense if Jean Claude Van Damme was from like another country than America? He could still run the whole fucking thing. But why do they have to be from America? Is well, it really just because it's guile? That's the thing. I know Jean Claude does not know how to hide his accent. No, he didn't even try to hide his accent. No, he didn't even try. I, I get Gal's from America. He got the old red, white, and blue tattoo on his forearm, which they show later in the movie. And you, I laughed so. Well, because you can, because you can, you can, you get like deja vu because you're like, oh yeah, I remember that in like the trailer, like the close up of his bicep with the American flag. You're like, oh yeah, that's that was the trailer. He totally looked like a fucking like wet and white fucking tattoo. Like, Every tattoo looked like that. Yeah, Vega. Yeah. <laughs> Vega was amazing though. Vega's char- Vega's actor was spot on. Wait, Vega's he, he like an arrogant show off fucking stylish character. That's exactly what this guy was. Well, we're getting ahead of yeah, us. Yeah, we're, we're getting, getting a little bit of ahead. It's not too far ahead because that's pretty close, but the first seven minutes of this movie like they a- have crammed like fourteen character introductions in. They can they cram in we get Chun Li, she's a news reporter for some reason. E Honda is her assistant. Always got a fucking giant oh, you sandwich mean in her hand. Honda. Honda. What? It's E Honda. Whatever. Eric Honda. <laughs> Balrog, camera guy. Then we have Guile as the military leader. They don't name Cammy, but the blonde lady's Cammy. That's like his following him around yeah. everywhere. We get M Bison. DJ is the Hermes Conrad uh, sound alike. Um, you know, Futurama dude. He's just he's the black like tech whiz and for some reason it's like i got to be from jamaica man. yeah it's like okay hermes get the fuck over yourself and then zangief the muscle second best character in this entire movie is zangief and You're i say paid? that because he is he's the co- comedic relief in this movie and it's spot on i think he made me laugh multiple times and it's because I love absurd, dumb humor. And he had some absurd, dumb, it was, cheesy yeah. fucking humor. And I, I fucking eat it up. It, it was good. And I, I'm surprised when they did screen test that they didn't say... Maybe they did. Maybe that's why we got a little bit more of him. But honestly, I would have liked more of Zangief. Yeah. I yeah. feel like he wasn't... Again, he nothing. was just the comedic relief. Saying stupid things when, like, serious things were happening. 
having the fight scenes, you know, later with Honda where they're both giant, so they gotta like the they can they yeah, yeah. fight through the ground and through walls because they're massive, and the camera shakes when they fall. It's like, look, fat guy, get it? But I just I I couldn't get enough of Zangief. Like every time he had a bad joke, I just laughed because it was funny. Maybe I maybe I'm not maybe I wasn't drunk enough, and, <laughs> I, and I just took it for what it is. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. No, I thought his character was it was great. Yeah. Um. So this scene, I have a couple things to talk about because one, the how they can instantly talk back and forth with each other through a live news like segment was yeah. fucking, and how guy just like, let me give you an interview. Or something. Well, they explained it away by. And Bison's troops have all these highly technical, uh, technological advances, and it's like, oh, that means they can tap into well, yeah, broadcast like, live feeds. Oh, somebody's jamming the single. Somebody's fucking hacking in. That's all they had to explain. And Guile totally. I, well, I don't. Could he see him? Because he totally sold out his boy Charlie. He was like, Oh yeah, wow. He, Way I'm, to get your buddy fuck. I'm coming killed. for you, Charlie. And then he just Bison just turns around like, uh, what? Charlie. He's just like, my name is Carlos. I don't know why he calls me Charlie. But if that didn't happen, do you think he would have been the next guy? He snapped his neck? <laughs> Cause, uh, maybe. Because that's what he was doing. And then the news thing happened. And then he was just like, you're Charlie? Oh, I got bigger plans for you. I hope you like the color green. He didn't say that, folks. But yeah. That's the one. <laughs> I hope you big... like Mountain Dew. Yeah, this is the big letdown of this movie is Blanca is fucking stupid. <laughs> They try. They really, really want you to be like sympathetic because it's Jean Claude Van Damme's fucking close buddy and he's a hostage. And that's kind of one of the big motivators for him as he's trying to get into the. He's trying to obviously take down Bison, but he's trying to get in and save his buddy. And Indian actor, basically, who's supposed to be Dals him. He's the scientist who like works on mutating him into Blanca. Yeah. And so. I'm going to say this right off the bat before we dive in even deeper is um, I, when I was a kid, loved Street Fighter 2, played it a lot, never went deep into the story. I was more of a Mortal Kombat kid after. If you're listening to this and you're probably like, how do they not know all this stuff? We'll get to those details in the expansion pack episodes of the nitty gritty of the video games. So before you start like getting ready to email us and tell us we don't know what we're talking about with Street Fighter... We're talking about the movie, and for my lack of knowledge of Street Fighter, I'm pretty sure I can say what's wrong with this movie. Yes. Okay, here's the thing. These characters do not have the backstories they have in the game. End of story. They don't. It's fine. Because they're trying to create a movie where these characters actually fit in, and a fighting tournament doesn't fit in in this movie. Which is what the Street Fighter thing is, right? It's a fighting tournament. Yeah. Because Ryu's whole thing, I believe, is that's just he just wants to be the best. He wants to be the best. The and same thing best. with Ken. They come from the same dojo, the best and they want was. to impress their master. They want to fucking be the best. In this movie, it's a little different. We get introduced to Ryu and Ken. They are going to uh, one of Sagat's underground fighting things where Vega's beating the shit out of everyone. Again, Vega, perfectly portrayed. This character is just like a, a fucking... Handsome Spaniard dude with ladies all around him, fucking like mugging to the to everyone around him, like doing flips I, to show I, off. I will agree with you. Out of all the costume design and characters, Vega and Zangief were Vega probably the closest. And I mean, M. Bison's closest. costume was close, 
and but it's Raul Julia. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Raul, Raul Julia did a really good job, but his look didn't really fit face. Bleh, didn't really fit the character. Even when I was younger, because I've always like felt like like his costume even seemed a little too big for him. Because you know when you play the game, uh, Bison's kind of like broad shoulders, like really big dude and. <laughs> yeah, but he's not that. But that's why his costume had like fucking shoulder pads and stuff and armor all over to make him seem taller and broader. And the costume was pretty accurate to the game. Oh no, it was. Like I was just saying, the... saying that you know I would have assumed they would have picked somebody a little, like a little bigger, bulk, yeah. bulkier. But they wanted someone that could fucking ham it up to the camera, and they got it. Raul Julia took this shit seriously, and he fucking ran with it. And I'm sure everyone like when he did his last line was was just like. The only one who got a fucking standing ovation. Had to be. So, yeah, this scene, I thought was... Um, this I liked this scene. Was it... I always say his name wrong. Sagat? Sagat? Yeah, Danny Tanner. Yeah. Bob Saget. What? <laughs> Sagat. Oh, yeah, I get it. Oh, God. How did I miss that? Oh, man, that was good. <laughs> Bob Saget. <laughs> so, one-eyed Bob Saget runs an underground fighting criminal ring and it's it's against the law because there's a curfew because and bison yada yada whatever doesn't matter i i actually thought it would have been funny if uh you know how he goes like ryu goes didn't they tell you there's a curfew and saigai goes in shadowloo city no one tells me anything like seriously no one no one tells me anything. There's, there's a curfew? <laughs> Dude, there's a fucking curfew? Bison's a bad guy? Bison's a bad Wait. Dealing in arms isn't a good thing? I I was doing this for the children. I thought that we all the donations were directly to the children's hospitals yeah. of Shadow City. <laughs> By the way, is Shadow like part of Asia, because it seems like there's there's many different cultures in Shadowloo. Well, no, no, no. What what you are seeing is you're seeing the AN, which is made up of U.S., Japan, England. It's made up of a bunch of countries, which is why most no, some no, people I'm were were speaking different languages. But also the same thing with the bad guys. Oh, the oh. troops. Some of them would speak English. Some of them. Would but I'm talking. I'm talking about the bad guys. But yeah, in the AN, I know people are speaking other English other languages when they said their lines because there was terrible ADR. Oh, over God. <laughs> Some of those people were... Carnal. Most, yeah, most of the uh, Asian <laughs> actors were not saying... We're not speaking those words. And, like, it's okay. They had a, other Asian characters speaking, you know, whatever language they're speaking, and they just put the subtitles. Why did you need to have some of them have bad ADR where some of them you just let them speak in their yeah. language? and it seemed like they just got a PA on set and was like, Hey, read these lines. <laughs> like, Commander, can you please let me know what is happening now? It's like, no, that man did not say that. His mouth didn't move that way. <laughs> you are brave. <laughs> you are you are a brave commander. There's a real, uh, and I, I hope I remember to go over. There's a really bad one that I want to talk about later when we get to the scene. No, I was I was talking about like uh, Bison's people because they were a mixture of everything, and they were yeah. from Shadowloo. Yeah, some of them, like, there was one scene where it showed three soldiers and they all spoke a different language where yeah. they all understood each other. But we're, we're, they're all from Shadowloo, born and raised. <laughs> born and raised in Shadowloo Island East. That's why we speak Japanese. 
Uh, Wes is American. We speak American there. <laughs> if you go downtown, that's where you learn some Korean. <laughs> a lot of Asian. Yeah. <laughs> don't say Chinese, though. They don't like that. They're not part of this. <laughs> China's right. too evil for him, Bison. <laughs> they put out that. Never mind, I'm not going to make a Wuhan flu joke. Oh, come on. Boo. You mean Wuhan flu. Wuhan flu. <laughs> I, I guess in this scene, so like Josh was saying, you know, we get this. It's a big cage fight. We meet Vega, and this is where we meet Ryu and Ken. They're supposed to be smuggling arms. They're trying to make a deal with uh, Danny Tanner. They're trying to fuck with him, though, because they're bringing him bad guns. And, and I know, I get why, you know, because Ryu is like the main person. In, he's the face of Street Fighter. Yeah. And this, he was not that at all. Like, no. But and I, I'm wondering, and I meant to look it up, but do you think Ryu was supposed to be a little bit more important? But since uh, John claude was just like, because come on, that's where most of the fucking budget went was absolutely John claude Van Damme and yeah. Raul Julia. Yeah, th- this was like right around where Jean Claude Van Damme had done a bunch of fucking big movies. So yeah, they he's the big star in this movie. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. The, so I wonder, the budget for this was thirty five million. It made him a hundred million. Oh yeah, it made so him. I, I assume thirty five. Like some of that was most of that thirty five was his paycheck. Oh yeah. Oh, I believe it. Because you could you could tell like he got a lot of fight scenes. He did a lot of his own stunts because you know clearly he can because it's Jean Claude Van Damme. It, it was like the thing that that bothered me about this movie is. Like, yeah, we got to meet all these other characters, which actually Capcom wanted 19 characters in this. How did, they did, they got that, right? Because there's... I think they had to definitely cut there's it There's Cammy, there's T-Hawk, there's fucking Guile, there's Honda, there's uh, Balrog, there's Chun-Li, there's Bison, there's Balrog... No, I already said Balrog. There's uh, 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 Zangief, there's Dalson, there's Blanca, that's 10. Like, there's a lot of them. Yeah, I don't think there's 19. There's probably not 19, but there's a shitload of them. Yeah, but not 19. Oh, no, no, 19. Well, no, but I'm just saying, like, it would have definitely been a little much, because then it would have been, like, it what happened in Mortal Kombat much. Annihilation, which oh, yeah, it was, well. like, way too much. Like, they were just shoving, like, here's rain, bye, <laughs> like, you know. And that, it's good you bring that up. We'll get into a little bit more what this movie, I think, did way better than Mortal Kombat. Okay. As far as not making it as cheesy as it could be. We don't have to get into it now, though. We, we yeah we'll dig we, we, we get a little, we're, we get we're, a little we're, we're yeah. slacking a little bit so before we move on from the scene uh ryan and ken fuck over sagat but he does he already fucking gassed it so <laughs> he already went got the guns they're fake guns clearly toy guns really shitty fight scene it was a really up. bad plan it was a bad plan it was a really bad plan bad fight scene very lazy but did you notice uh ken getting pretty womaned when did you notice him? No, you didn't. Okay, no. so they he pulls out the briefcase with the hundred grand and opens it, and Ken goes to reach for it, and he closes the briefcase on it. Pretty oh, woman's Oh, I was like, oh. I was like, Julie Roberts would be proud. You're very uh, animated about this 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 episode. Yeah, well, I'm fucking those are fighting words, dude. I don't like this movie. I didn't. I didn't get a good night's sleep. So I have a stop blaming it on the lack of sleep, man. This movie. You got two hours sleep. You're gonna tell me that your opinion, you're you're bright and focused and able to like. I'm. I'm okay. Maybe I'm not as focused. Maybe I'm a little bit more bright than usual. I would say. Mm. I thought it was funny. So they get caught, and I'm like, why didn't they just kill them? 
So like, no, we're gonna make you fight my friend Vega. And make a spectacle <laughs> out of this. And there, therein lies the first scene that made me laugh pretty hard. Was when Vega's coming out, showing off, throwing roses to women, and he's surrounded by women. And then they're like, someone rips off, like, Ryu's shirt. And, like, one of the women has a fucking Vega uh, poster. Oh God, and she just puts it down. And his, like, Vega's face, like, oh! Like, he's got the surprise Pikachu dude, meme face. I, like, I, oh! I love that you brought this up because I was actually waiting to get to the scene to bring that up. Because I, I laughed so hard. He was so, like, he was so, oh! Cause she, she likes just, him over me. She just took the sign and was like, <laughs> Vega had no lines in this entire fucking movie, but he, he, he his face acting was... He said was, a couple things, like... Are you sure? Yeah, just in, um... Like, ah, ah, yeah. Whatever language he was speaking, he'd say, like, one thing, like, oh, you know, like, being sexy or something. I'm not gonna try to do <laughs> being it. Being sexy. <laughs> With a flourish. Uh, sexy, Vega. Sexy. By the way, I will say, though, that fucking... So that that mask did not look real at all. It looked like you can definitely tell he couldn't move around too much in it because it would give out that it was not metal. Like it was not a metal mask. Another thing too on that note, those sword the sword that Ryu had, it had that glimmer, that fake like plasticky cheap sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we couldn't get a like a, a really good fake sword. They're like, oh well, John Claude took took the props budget. <laughs> so- yeah, pretty much. And honestly, that was a fight I wanted to see. I see Ryu, yeah. Ryu fight Vega. That was cool. Hand-to-hand. No fucking weapons. And then, of course, Guile just crashes through a wall and arrests everyone because it's past curfew. See, I see. I feel like this movie also teased a lot of hand-to-hand fighting. Not to, to backtrack, but when Bison's like, fight me, I'm like, oh, dude, is he going to, like, fight these dudes? Like, hand-to-hand combat? No, it just snaps his neck. And this, I'm like, oh, yeah, Ryu versus fucking Vega. Here we go. And then... Anticlimactic. Then, then Guile comes in and just yeah. blasts through the wall. Well, and... they saved a lot of the actual fighting for the end of the movie. Yeah, I guess. That's why the Ryu and Ken versus the fucking minions of Saget just wasn't that great. It was, it was the quick-cut editing stuff we saw in Double Dragon, where you could tell that these actors, they're not doing the stunts. It would show like, oh, I'm punching towards the camera. And then it would show the reverse. Oh, I'm flipping over past the camera. And a lot of things that Ken and Ryu would do too, they did in multiple scenes. They do the, you'd see the guy and then you just see two, them, two fists barely touching them and them just falling over. And like, oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of the stuff that you actually bought was just Jean-Claude Van Damme because he's doing his own flips and fucking kicks and, and that hair dye he had was not cheap. Oh, God, no. That's where most of the budget went to. Yeah, he's not. I don't think he's a natural blonde. <laughs> I was like, what? They the... had to fucking rinse oh, him dude, a couple it times. It was terrible. That was terrible. Well, they just they shouldn't have made him from America. Like, but give someone else guile. I get it. I would have loved if they, because, you know, if they gave, gave it to someone. Jean Claude should have been Vega. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, imagine they get, they got, like, a, like, kind of a more chiseled wear down person to be guile and gave him the fucking big hair the big hair yeah. yeah yeah well what could have been wasn't what happened well and see that's the, that's the major because they wanted to put jean glaude van damme biggest on the poster they wanted to be like hey this is another this is blood sport three basically come on and see it just no a little, blood just a little bit more friendlier less sport yeah <laughs> less ball punching although this movie 
its initial edit was rated R. Really? Yes. This fucking movie? This movie was rated R. They must have cut, they had to cut it down a, a bunch. They cut it down to PG, and then they upscaled it to PG-13. Most likely just adding like some shits and bitches in. That's all. You know shits I mean. and bitches? Yeah, well, like, you son of a bitch. Oh, I thought you meant... Not like <laughs> someone taking a shit in, like, women. Yeah, I, I meant, like, like, swears. Well, I I thought I knew what you meant by shit, like, just random stuff. But when you said bitches, I was like, what? Well, there was a lot of scantily clad women in this movie. You're right, Josh. It's like, no, not that. <laughs> just, just like, you son of a bitch. Kyle comes in. I thought it was so stupid, too. He opens the tank, and he's like, you're all under arrest. And then just arrests everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, they... Disobeyed curfew, so gotta go to jail. You're going to jail, ain't yeah. You? Why are they uh, now? Is this this is in Shadowloo, right? Are they in Shadowloo? Yeah, they're in right Shadow. It's because M. Bison is a fucking war criminal, and he's taking over countries. So they're putting like fucking worldwide lockdown, so you don't get abducted yeah. and made to be a fucking slave for him. Or just put in a pit because only one, a pit, yeah. one person was made into a a beast and everyone else was just thrown in this neon green lit metal pit with no consequences where they we would just see them sleeping honestly it looked like they were just every time they showed that pit it was just people being like do you think they get cable down here like they had cable actually we're fed pretty well down there here (laughs) didn't want to let you they want to get out of the pit i heard thursday night taco night was just great it was good Right. It was good. Back on track. It was good. Back on track, Andrew. I said back on track. All right. It was good. <laughs> and then we just get more of Guile and his fucking team. So so at this part, right? This is the part where... They have them all prisoner. Uh, Ryu and Ken start a fight with uh, oh, Sagat well, before, and Vega's Before that, crew. because... Before that happens, you know, we have the meeting mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, at the prison yep. and, and we get this chef guy who the, the security guards seem to just not be good at their job because they just like the chef guy comes in he's like, mm-hmm. they just check his badge. And as soon as he walks away from the guards, he just pulls out a knife and tries to attack Guile mm-hmm. and he kills him. Does he, he kill him though? I don't think. Yeah, he subdues him. Yeah. And then he just moves on with his speech. They're just trying to show you that. Now that's a badass right there. And then that's when they do the whole, like, you know, uh, who can we get? Uh, he's smarter than that. He'll, like, we need to trick Saigat, but he's smart. He, he knows. We need to trick M. Bison. Well, yeah. But we he... need to get someone on the inside of Sagat's troops because Sagat was the one yeah. that was getting all the guns through Bison. But then they said Sagat's smart and the, he he knows all of his people. There's no way that he, he would like fall for it. But then the whole fight with Ryu happens and, and Ken and he's like, ooh, but what about his enemies? Yeah, I'm giving, I don't care. I'm giving him a French accent. So. He's not French. <laughs> oui, I am Colonel Guile. He's not French either. <laughs> I know. He's American. No. He's American pilot, but we don't see him fly one plane. In he the... flies a, a ocean plane. A boat. 
It looked like it was from that Hulk Hogan show, Thunder Thunder Island or something. Thunder Island. Thunder Paradise. Thunder, Thunder, Paradise. Island. Thunder Island. Is that like a reality show, like that Hulk Hogan's on? <laughs> no, it's uh, you've heard, you've seen Thunder pa- Paradise, right? Thunder in Paradise, I think it's called. It's, right? No, it's Thunder Paradise. They're like Thunder Paradise. I don't. I think I could be wrong. I think called, you're wrong. But he's some. I think they work on a resort, and there's some like. Yeah, it's Thunder in Paradise. Thunder in Paradise. And they just have gadgets and stuff, and they... Oh, this looks really bad. Oh, yeah. It was a movie, then it was a show, and it was really, really bad. Yeah, that's... that's and he, ri- he drives know. boats that look what Guile drove in the movie. Yeah, I mean, the budget we already know was spent on Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. and not anything good, because this is 1994. So computer high-tech computer stuff just looks like... Like some Windows 3.1 bullshit, like Flight Simulator from 1992. They're probably like, this is awesome. This is all high tech. I will give it for 1994, right? 1994? Um, out of the, some of the movies we watched, they did a better job of... Uh, well, they knew so... not to focus on stuff like that. Well, yeah. They knew not to like show a bunch of computer stuff trying to be technologically advanced like and because they know it doesn't look that good. and also i don't think at that time people were really trying to push the whole cgi thing where the mid-2000s people were just like it's not even cgi this is just like well that's computers, what i mean computers what they looked like back then yeah, yeah yeah but i'm just talking about the movie and all like they didn't try to overdo like any sort of like sp- like special digital effects yeah. or anything like no exactly that. and what i'm saying is we've seen movies that were in the mid 2000s that looked worse than this because yeah. they were heavy handed on that. Yeah, like, like I said, Alone in the Dark. This is the best video game movie from 1994 because Double Dragon was from 1994. And like you just said, that movie it's heavily timeless. relied. It's timeless. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It really were tried to rely on special effects, but the technology was not there. No. So it looked janky. It looked a bobo. It looks janky, unchained. Carry us on, Josh. Where are we? Carry on my way, we're son. I was going to say I'd need to edit that out, but nope. They would be like, what is that? My ears are bleeding. Carry on my way, we're <laughs> <laughs> big plan. Sonic boom. Is to get Ryu and Ken under the trust of Danny Tanner. So got Bob Saget. So they are getting loaded into a truck or something, and they start a fight. Ah, you, ah, see, you, you got me, you got me caught. Ah, ah see, ah, see, I should have never listened to you. See, yeah, you're my Japanese brother. But oh, <laughs> oh that, no, wait, that's it's Double Dragon. Yeah, maybe Double Dragon was the prequel. Oh my god, this they is changed their names. Because people are coming after them for the Double Dragon, so they go So they had the medallions, they're like, we gotta hide this in Shadaloo City. Yeah. Wow. It makes, some, it makes way more it sense It makes now. more sense. Wow, man. Double Crazy. Street Fighter. Wow, dude, you're blowing my fucking mind, brah. So yeah, they fight. They go, I do again. They don't do and, that. <laughs> look a they don't do any of that. None of that happens. Yeah, they do. More realistic. No, they don't, goes, they don't yell that. They don't do that. No? The folks, don't listen to the ramblings of this madman. None of that happens. I'm not mad. I'm angry. Oof. 
So he hadou kicks him. Hadouken. Hadou kicks. Hadou kicks. And then they, you know, steal the steal keys. Steal the keys. They get out. Ooh. And they're just like. Sagat and Vega are like, oh, damn. Look at this boy. Stealing them keys. Let's get out of here. You my best friend now. No fucking way. No fucking way. If that was a really crime boss, he would just be like. The moment they are turning, kill them and take the keys. Like they still tried to fuck us over with the fake guns thing yeah. scam. We have to kill them. They know I hate fake guns. <laughs> they know I hate fucking tennis ball shooting guns, which is what they were. Yeah, that's what they were. But they gain his trust by killing Guile, shooting him right in the gut. But and you know that that's a real death because it's been twenty five minutes. And he's and, the biggest person on the fucking poster. So you and, know that that's a real deal. And maybe I'm being overly picky and you are. mean to this movie. Um, I did think that scene was cool because Kenwood just gave like this cool hour after he killed him. But also, first, it showed when he shoots him, it looked like he just shot him in the like the hip. Like, yeah, there's, oh, there's my organs hip. there. That can... I'm dying. My yeah, hip. but if you're in Shadaloo City, you ain't anywhere near a fucking hospital. You get shot in the gut. You, you ain't n- near anywhere with a hospital, but everybody's got a fucking camera because everybody and their grandmother is taking pictures of dead Guile on the ground as Tammy's like... Uh, Tammy? Whatever her name Tammy. is. <laughs> Tammy. I'm sticking with Tammy. Is like, medic! Medic! Like the way, worst way over acting I've ever seen. It's like, lady, you were part of the plan. And all you hear is camera noises. Well, because it's it's all news reporters, so they have to get out the story that the the leader of the AN has been moited. Moited. We have a mystery. And 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 Bison just fucking eats it up. He's like, I wish I could have fought him, as warriors do. See, I would have hated to work under him because they were like, he's dead. Great, like trying to be like, yeah, man, boss, it's cool, and he's just like. It's a pity. Like, pissed that he said it. Like, I wanted to face him hand to hand. I think it was DJ, and he just gave a look like... Yeah, no, that, that's, that was another part that I thought was fucking hilarious. Because DJ is another character that has great delivery of the comedic stuff. Uh, before that, I have to mention that M. Bison's plan is to take over all of the na- the world nations, kidnap the, <laughs> kidnap the Queen of England, and force her to make bison bucks. Like, his, his face on currency me uh somehow she determines that that's worth five dollars more than a british pound yeah even though that's not how like currency values work it's dependent on how much there is and how much in circulation based off of like he has no concept of trades and services pretty true pretty true <laughs> but the biggest the biggest funniest fucking thing is this utopia that he wants to create in his image is called bisonopolis mm-hmm. It's called Bisonopolis. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's so good. I forgot that's what it was called. But the, the, the second part that I laughed at is what you just brought up where DJ DJ's like, oh, hell yeah. Like, Kyle's dead. This is great news. And Bison's like, oh, not really. And he's like, oh. and DJ's like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, this is awesome. We can't... He's dead. And Bison's like, no, it's not good. He's like, oh. I wanted to fight him in hand-to-hand combat. Like warriors do. And and combat, while I float around the room. <laughs> <laughs> and Bison is just a loony. 
My next note after this is Raul Julia is so good in this movie, I can't even handle it. He's the best part of every scene he's in. And I probably already said that, but I just have to say it again. Because he's in a completely different movie than everyone else. He is making a different movie. Yeah. Like, you think later on, like, oh, it's special effects, how he's floating around. That's all Raul Julia. Just his mind, (laughs) his will of his mind is causing him to float around. Electromagnesium. Is that what he says? Electromagnetic. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. We no no no. We can't do that. We're, we're t- it's too early. To it's start too early to jump into the like one of the best parts, or whatever. Electroid magnesium. I'm pretty sure that's that one. But he's then said. we get the big old twist because we go back to Chun Li and her crew. Chun Li is not really a news reporter. Dun dun dun. But, She's a ninja that wears a fanny pack. But she also gets play on the TV like she's a reporter. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's like she's like kind of a news reporter, but mostly a sneaky ninja. Oh, and there's another twist too. Ihanda's not Japanese. Oh, he's a Sicilian. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's, he's, so, a, he's a sumo. He's, he's Hawaiian. A Hawaiian. He's a Hawaiian sumo wrestler. Who lost to Yokozuna. When I was a kid, though. No, 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 no. He no. said that. No, 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 no. No. He didn't lose to Yokozuna. He lost. They stopped him from becoming Yokozuna, which is the title they give to, like, sumo champions. Oh. He didn't lose to Yokozuna. Yokozuna was a fucking WWF That's what I thought. Guy. I thought that's what he said. No, I no, thought, no. oh, Because okay. they're talking about their motivation. So Chun-Li's uh, parents or family was killed by M. Bison. Oh, no, her father, excuse me, and her family was killed by M. Bison. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Oh, that was another great fucking We'll line. get it. We'll tell you. We'll get it. Balrog, he was a, a boxing champion. And uh, they stopped him from continuing. Yeah. Same thing with, uh, I almost said Yokozuna. Same thing with Honda. Is he was a sumo champion and somehow M. Bison stopped all that. Or So apparently Shadaloo doesn't like sports and can interfere and make them stop. Oh yeah, he hates He hates them. Yeah. What did you say the name was? Shadaloo? Shadaloo. Oh, Shadaloo. Well, no, no, no. They wouldn't be doing sumo. He wouldn't be a Hawaiian sumo wrestler in Shadaloo. Yeah, but then why? They, they said that, like, Shadaloo prevented, like, ruined their careers. Yeah, as... they probably, like, took over the countries that hosted the fucking, like, boxing events and manipulated everything. Or just fucking bought Still. everything else and took them out of took them out of the top. Still. Doesn't matter. Doesn't fucking matter. Ninja Stealth Chun-Li had a fanny pack. And I just thought that was amazing that she had a black fanny pack. And a ninja outfit that looked like she went to, like, five below. She looked like a fucking uncircumcised black dick. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's so specific. (laughs) But, hey, another big twist. Kyle's not dead. (laughs) And was he just waiting? He was literally waiting for someone to come in. And, like, pull the cloth off over him so he could pretend to be dead. Put it back so he could, like, sit up and get that old jump scare. And it was, like, the worst-looking squibs I've ever seen in my life. Squibs are basically, like, the little blood packs you put on that go off, like, in movies when you want to. Yeah. And it just looked like... Yeah, it just looked like he had, like, a fucking piece of wood with, like, two, like, ketchup packets (laughs) that exploded on it. And I was like, that is not what movie squibs look like. And he kept... And you know what's weird, too? Like, did they expect her to be there? Because as soon as he came to it, his his fucking crew came in. They were just like, hey, yeah, let me get those squibs off for you and take this lady, Chung Lee, and all that shit. 
where you know you you kind of learn that like uh guile's completely one selfish motherfucker because uh i think he says what is it he goes uh this war it does not involve your vendettas or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. this war is not about your vendetta or your vengeance he's like but it's about mine yeah as soon as he's out of earshot do they ever actually say what M. Bison did directly to it's, Niall? But this is other than Charlie. Other, yeah, but that just happened. But that's the thing. That's all. Again, goes to show. But again, they've been right. fighting back and forth. Yeah, but that's the main focus that they're making his drive. That he captured Charlie, who M. Bison did not know he had until... Guile pointed at the he camera. <laughs> like, it was just like... Guile gaslight. He was like, that's my boy, Charlie! Guile pretty much was like looking at the camera and just like pointed at Charlie and was just like, I'm coming for you, Charlie. Oh, no, not that that guy you're staring at, Bison. The guy, sir, the guy next over? to you. Can you move over? Yeah, yeah, him. That guy. Him. Him, Bison. Look at that one. Don't, I'm coming for don't him. Don't do anything to him. I'm coming to save him. He's the reason All right, I'm buddy, mad. I'm coming for you. Stay alive somehow. Yeah, and that... They don't explode. I would assume there would be more, but that seems to be his only drive. Is well, I mean, the whole plan is to take out M. Bison's troops. That's the whole plan. But he's got his personal vendetta because he's got my boy Charlie, whose real name is Carlos. See, and that, that's the thing too. Like in a regular movie, this should be something that becomes the flaw later of the main character that that slips up the main character later on in the plot. But we don't get that. The thing is about this movie, they make Guile seem like he's perfect. He he is the perfect soldier. He is the perfect character in this. And what I, in my opinion, kind of ruins this movie. He overshadows all these characters who seem to worship, like, uh, This is Jean-Claude Van Damme. But that's the thing. It, it takes from the movie. Like, honestly, I kept... Forgetting to call him Guile because it was oh it's is Jean Claude Van Damme that's that's mainly what this is and it would have probably worked a little bit better if maybe they got someone that wasn't as well known wouldn't have made a hundred million if they didn't get him though it's the only thing yeah I want to say you're wrong but you're right no you're true because at night in the nineties that you know he was he was the dude he, he was, was that dude. dude and he is. The only is he the only person on the cover on the movie poster? He's he's the biggest. He's in the forefront, so they knew that he was going to sell those tickets. But the thing is, is the characters that they chose to put in this are like iconic characters. Guile was, you know, he's a popular character, but he he's in the game definitely outshined by most of these mm-hmm. characters. Yeah, true. And in this movie, it was completely opposite. And I, I felt like that's what took away from the movie. Where you Yeah, know, they, again, they didn't have the same backstories that they have in the game. But they just had their place in this story arc. Yeah. And they had to have, they couldn't just say, again, they couldn't just say, it's like, oh, it's just a fighting tournament. Yada, yada. They oh, had no, to have and something I, else. I completely agree with that. The thing that I'm just mainly getting at is the, the whole guile <laughs> worship thing that they had in this, this movie just kind of took me out of it. Like... Yeah, but uh, they they do kind of explain that he is like almost an he's got a big character, giant giant big horse cock. Dick. Yeah, that was the biggest thing in the whole movie with his was his dick. No, uh, no, like the the scene before where he's having the fucking the team briefing. The chef comes in, tries to kill him. He takes him out and just continues the sentence. Yeah. They're trying to show that he's way better than everyone. He's way more skilled. He's the only one who's a match for him, Bison. 
and that's kind of why all the characters worship him. Yeah, I guess. I think I, I and again, I, this is at the time where they're trying to figure doing this these type of movies out. So I guess I should be a little bit more sympathetic. But I like when I see a movie and the main character has flaws. It it builds the plot. Yeah. You have a Back redeeming... to what you said already. Setting up that he has a personal vendetta because they have his comrade, we'll call him, whatever the fuck you want to call him, his old war buddy. Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie bit my finger. Charlie. And they, <laughs> Charlie. And they're doing tests on him. They're making him into fucking green carrot top with a bad nose job. And uh, if that had turned into later them having to fight or like Blanca like is going to like he's actually going to kill the hostages and then Jean-Claude Van Damme has to stop him but he's he's reserved because buddy and like the scientist did like he kept left a little bit of humanity at him so we would know good and bad and he could kind of still make his own choices maybe if he had that and maybe that hesitation taking him out caused a hostage to get killed or two or and Bison was able to escape or was able to do this if it had consequences, that would have made sense to build up this personal thing for him. Because there's already, you're the fucking commander of the Allied Nation Army. You need to take out this fucking dictator. You need to take him out. That's enough motivation. Yeah. You don't need to have this subplot of, he's got my buddy, and they're doing all these twisted experiments But they could even have done just Blanca just and in in just Adam as a character. Because, and... Email before you get mad at me because I don't know, and he was my favorite character when I was a kid. And if I can find these pictures of me as him as Halloween, I'm going to talk to my mom. I will post those on Facebook and Instagram where I was Blanca for Halloween, <laughs> um, which is perfect because Halloween just happened, guys. But he wasn't like an experiment, was he? He was from Brazil. I know that, but I don't know if he was like a, a test subject or anything, right? No. No, they, they didn't really have to explain why Dalzim could, like, stretch his arms out but and shoot fire. But he didn't even fire. do that. I was waiting we'll, for We'll fucking get to that. But I I, that, that character. The character's image, Dalzim. Dr. Dalzim, oh we'll call him. God. He's just a good guy. He's he's defiant. He's a, he's a hostage. But he's forced to do genetic engineering and shit on Blanca to make him a super soldier. They replaced the fucking skulls with, like, a metal collar. And they're like, yeah, that works. Yeah, but he also had that. He had like the iron rings. Yeah, so it was kind of no, 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 because that was like a like a thick collar for like you're my thief. But he he had the things that makes his body stretch. Like he they they do that in like different tribes and shit like that. Yeah, like, like the long neck shit. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, th that that was not this. They, no, it wasn't. Of course, he was it a wasn't. scientist. I don't even think he's a fucking scientist in the game. Again. They're not the same fucking backstories. Still, still. They're still trying to fit these characters into this still story. Still doesn't make it right. You just, oh, God. Okay. That's like pretty much saying like if I did a Sonic the Hedgehog movie and he was a fucking turtle. I was like, he's a turtle now. I don't I don't think that's the same. We're going to argue a lot in this. We already are. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're fighting, dude. This is oh. our last episode. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. I don't want to record anymore. Fucking hate you. I did that mistake. I did. I'll do a sixteen-bit movie review. It's two times better than your fucking shit. So we get through all this fucking shit, and uh, um, Ken and Ryu have gained the trust 
of Sagat and Vega. So they're brought to the arms deal between them and, and Bison. Chun-Li and Honda and Balrog are there, but they're undercover as like a fucking minstrel fucking dance troupe doing magic. I the worst know. magic trick. Very wide arc of magic tricks. Yeah, where they were, you know, you thought they were just terrible actors in the movie, but man, they're bad at being bad actors. Like, I think they were supposed to be bad. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't think these actors were uh, cast. I think they were just like, ah, he's like the key grip. That's the microphone guy. It's like, hey, you're black and you're uh, almost Asian. You want to be in this movie? I'm you're whole, Balrog I'm and you're Hawaiian. Honda. We'll, we'll throw that in there. <laughs> it's like, isn't Honda supposed to be, like, Chinese, Japanese? It's like, he's Japanese. Yeah, I'm Japanese sumo. Bathhouse. I'm a sumo. That, that means that, right? Yeah. But I'm Hawaiian. Okay. I... I <laughs> I thought, like, when he was on the ground, I was like, what, what is going on? When he's like, no, 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 don't slice the barrel. There's a woman inside. Oh, so dumb. The best thing that I liked about this scene, though, if you look in the background of everybody and Bison and Saigat, everyone's just checking out the weapons. Did you notice that? Like, everybody's, like, picking up a gun, loading it, looking at it, passing it to the next person. Until gotta, make sure, gotta make sure it's good. Make sure there's no tennis balls inside. Make sure there's no tennis balls in those. We get a little fallout. A little fallout because M. Bison wants to give him his uh, bison box. Again, he does not know <laughs> how the distribution of trades and services work. <laughs> yeah, he's like, here's this money that's not real yet. And they're like, why are you giving me this? He's like, well, because here's my plan. I'm going to go to fucking England and I'm going to kidnap the queen. I'm going to make her make my currency real and it's gonna be it's gonna be this amount and they're like that's not, not that's stupid yeah like that was probably the actor sagat being like this doesn't make any fucking sense A- exactly and that's why he blew up and they're like you know what? let's just keep that take that was really good and and don't forget that first bison tried to not pay him at all by going do you want to help run a quarter of the country or something like that? Yeah, the world yeah, he, he's like how about you get a little slice of this country He's like, yeah, I don't really believe you're going to actually do it, so how about you give me money? I felt like that actor, that that line actually kind of showed you, that was kind of a good one-liner there, like, showing you that, like, Sagat already kind of knows this guy's a little wishy-washy. Like, Well, he knows he's a psycho. Yeah. Like, everyone knows he's a fucking psychopath, and he is. He yeah, is he... a psychopath, but he's an effective psychopath, which is why people follow him. Well, I'm wondering how he's paid for all this, like, high-tech gear and the the the, what do they call that in in mario brothers he's got his own little koopa clown ship oh god that's what it remind me of that hover thing he flies in i was like like, oh it's like that thing from super mario brothers yeah a little floating platform that he just does speeches on yeah it plays he's got the he had the arcade cabinet fucking joystick controlling stuff from it and I was like, that's pretty cool we'll get to that yeah we're not we got a little a little air so <coughs> we're we're at the point where it is this was this joke made me laugh the hardest it just because again i like really stupid jokes really absurd shit especially in chilies so chun li and company their whole deal is to mystify everyone with their terrible magic routine as a distraction because they're there, they are there to fucking bomb all those weapons and to take out M. Bison and Sagat. So <laughs> they they have this TV fucking feed where they where Chun Li's baiting them like, "Hey, we're gonna oh blow up your God. shit." 
Oh my <laughs> god. It's on a TV screen next to these explosives. I fucking love this. And the best line of the movie, again, Zangief is the co- the comedic relief, and he nails it. So the, the truck is wheeling towards this tent where they all are, and they're all going to blow up. And Zangief, because it's... <laughs> Zangief is like, change the channel! <laughs> and DJ just looks at him like... And the disgusted look DJ gives to him. Change the channel! I, 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 I laughed really hard at that because it's just, it's so dumb. But it's not bad dumb. It's good dumb. It's really good dumb. Ugh. Again, these feeds of, like, TV's just everywhere they need it to be in this fucking... That's very true. Very true. And then they don't even, and then yeah, they, how, and they just kid, they just have them in hostage. I put a note on that too, being like, I I, I backtracked too because I was like, wait, wait, did I fucking like fall asleep for a second? How no. did they get caught? All that is said after they, they, uh, so oh, we're forgetting that Ryu and Ken tip off M Bison like these are the traitors. They're trying to attack you, trying to get re- get close to them again, and it ultimately wins the trust. But there's just a throwaway line where M Bison's like, we got to scour the area for these people. And then you just see them as hostages in the next scene. Like, they're just hostages. So they got them. They didn't need to film that part where <laughs> they find them and they take them away. You'd think you would just kill them immediately since they tried to blow you up. Yeah. But they don't. Yeah, the, eh, these villains aren't really good villains. You no. keep be like, why do these people keep following my plans? Like, we keep fucking just letting them live. Yeah, very true. Uh... Did you notice the jail sex joke in the torture scene? Oh my god, I was I I you're stealing all the good lines, man. Sorry. The scene that Josh is talking about. <laughs> so we get the whole scene with uh Hana being whipped. Yeah, it's a torture scene. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah Balrog is chained up by and... a guy who's 100% fucking white and goes I'll show you how we treat foreigners in Shadowloo. <laughs> like, yeah, wait, I didn't put that together. Wait a minute. Should have picked like a Japanese guy. Yeah, it would have made more sense. And then uh, he walks away and then Belrog goes, brother, give me your hand. And Honda goes, we've only been in jail for two hours. Maybe next month. <laughs> that was a total fucking, that was a hand, up, hand job joke. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a jail sex joke that went over my fucking head as a kid oh yeah obviously a hundred percent because it's so it's so quick it happens so quick and then you just move on to escaping yada yada and yonda was just like i can sit i obviously consider it but dude we haven't been in jail for that long we might get out you know yeah that's the funny part (laughs) is he's like he would have done it we've only been here two hours he's like maybe in like a month or two we can consider it it's like jesus christ (laughs) i'm not that lonely yet he's like not yet I'm, at least I'm getting whipped. That's pretty erotic. Well, maybe they were a couple. They never really went into That's that, true. you know? Some good representation in this movie from 1994. Did a lot for the, the gay movement. Oh, that kind of reminds me of uh, a quote that we forgot to mention when when Guile meets Chung Lee. They have the conversation, and then Cammy takes Chung Lee away, and as they're going away, like Chung Lee goes, he really doesn't like women. And, and Cammy totally goes, oh, he likes women. He just doesn't like reporters. Yeah. Well, but, that was like the beginning of the But movie. the way she said it was pretty much like, oh, yeah, he fucks me every night. He fucks everybody. Everybody. Well, that's like the thing they did in a lot of his movies is like 
he's like a sex icon in those movies. Like there's like one scene, what was it, Bloodsport, where uh, the whole thing in the movie is he's doing splits and stuff. And then there's one scene he's like doing a split in front of like all these women who are like, oh my God, he's doing a split. He's so limber. Which, which kind of just reminded me, like Jean-Claude Van Damme is known for his buns. Not a lot of buns in this movie. Hmm. True. Maybe he was like, you know, I don't want to be known as the, the buns guy. Is he Antonio Banderas? What the fuck <laughs> <that> Spanish <laughs> that was, was that? Was French. French. <laughs> He's not French. <laughs> the muscles from We're France. We're going to look the muscles. <laughs> oh, look at this baguette. <laughs> Doing a split on the top of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> so Look at this baguette. Look at this. Fuck out of here. They call that the, the baguette. This is my split. baguette. <laughs> Let me split it for you. Uh, <laughs> That's the fucking Pain Olympics. What the hell are we talking about here? Blood sport, baby. So we talk about handies. <laughs> so there's the hand job scene. Um, oh my <laughs> god. And then Chun Li, for some reason, is. Get a, gets like her hair did and gets put in this red dress because M. Bison is trying to fuck her. How, yeah. But hey, before we get into that, how fucking cool is his room? His room is fucking cool, dude. He's got the he's got a human what? skull chandelier. Yes. He's got his logo, like his M. Bison logo, is a fucking giant fireplace. He's got mood lighting. He's got fucking like stereo sound everywhere, dude. He's got hidden fucking walls. He's got. Dude, did you notice when he went over to his, like, uh, he's got, like, his booze table? The, he's got stirs that have his, like, M. Bison logo on it. I want that, dude. I want that. He I got totally, branding. I, that I is... can totally see little Joshy Edgerton being like, Of course! Mama, <laughs> I want my room to look like this. I want to rape Dan, Mama. <laughs> skulls. More skulls. <laughs> I want human skulls as a chandelier. He, he, and I, it's funny you said that because when I was looking at the room, I'm like, this guy is all about marketing, like his image. Yeah. All the technology was, uh, Bison, uh, Bisononix instead of like Panasonic. Like it was, everything was his brand. And he was, he was so good in that scene. Like one, it's weird that he gets changed in front of Chun-Li. He gets, he goes behind it, starts taking off the he, armor, gets into a robe. And then picks a new fucking hat to go along with but it. But it's the same hat with different colors. It's That's the like... same hat with different colors. That's why it's so good. It's so funny. And then, uh, and, and, uh, do you, do you, ha- um, I have the quote if, if you, if you want to say it. So, like, okay, so Chumley's like, you came into my village and you killed my father. Oh. And then we get the best fucking line of the movie. We get, I'm sorry. I don't remember any of it. For you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. For me, it was Tuesday. So good. So fucking good. So fucking good. And again, like I, I no, and, and it's such a terrible. It's it's a good but bad joke. But he, his delivery fucking made it. Yeah, Raul Julia is the is is the best in every scene he's in oh yeah he commands every scene he's in even all the scenes with jean-claude van damme he is still the best part of those scenes well it's like it's like i said he he was in his own movie you he know? was he was filming his own movie yeah i think he probably went pretty hard because as we know he was very sick 
filming this movie. But I don't think it was just that, though. Come on. The Addams Family, those are like goofy movies. and He goes hard in those movies, too. He goes hard. Like, you... He, like, lived those, that character. Like, you think that's how he is outside. Yeah. Love those movies. So good. Yeah. But now we're getting into third act territory. We're kind of creeping into that third act. And where that the big is plan usually starts. when we start talking about better movies, which I just did. Yeah. Well, the, uh, obviously, the, uh, the um, normal thing we go through, take a drink, water, beer, liquor, whatever you want, because we talked about a better movie. Drink now. Always, I'll, I'll take a little sipper. Yeah, we'll take a sip with you. Mm. Didn't have to do that. <laughs> but did it. Yes, I did. It's for the fans. The, the two, fans want to hear two people slurp. listening right now. Yeah, the two. My brother <laughs> at 6 a.m. in the morning <laughs> comes out and probably uh, Nick Doan while he's trying to just get through work. Name drop! Name drop! Thanks for listening to the show. Also, Chris Baines. Thanks, brother. Just name drop the th- yeah, three just... people that actually fucking listen or interact. Jeff Goldblum. Thanks for listening, Thanks, buddy. buddy. Thanks, uh, buddy. Uh, 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 this is the best podcast episode. Yeah. 8-bit. Uh, uh, Bison uh, finds a way. <laughs> I would love to see him as fucking Bison. I wouldn't. I oh, know. Or him as Guile. <laughs> All of that's bad. Him is Balrog. <laughs> Him is the arcade cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get um, worker day one for Ken and Ryu, and Zangief is showing them the ropes. He's the lineman. Yeah. Yep. He gets them. He gets them a new outfit, which. Uh, can you guess if it's a red and white fucking gi? Yeah, it's a red and white gi. I have a problem with for this. some reason. M. Bison's uh, soldiers dress in geese. Some of them. Oh, Some they of were them. in the training area, so I guess maybe, I don't know. So they decided to wear them the whole time. Which, by the way, do you hear the music that's constantly playing in the background? These people are like... Yeah, it was like the same words said over again. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was something I would picture in like a Nazi camp that, that that's what they would listen to. That's kind of what, what they, they were going, going for. Yeah. But they did something that I absolutely hated to like make them get their uniforms, which they kind of did the same thing with Chun Li in her sexy outfit, even though it was red, which I think were the turbo colors. So maybe that's why. Um, they do in Mario Brothers as well. It's like, oh well, you know, they're not wearing what they're supposed to be wearing, but then they get put in a situation where they're just given these uniforms, and you're like. Oh, now they look like the characters from the video game. So in the video game, that's not what they really dress like. It's just an accident. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with, like, lazy. same thing with Cammy. So Cammy is just dressed as a soldier. But the whole movie, the whole fucking movie. And then randomly in the third act, when they're infiltrating the base, she takes her coat off and and now she's in her fucking uh, video game outfit. And it's just like, you are a soldier. Why would you take that? She's wearing pants. Yeah, Things okay, she's wearing, oh, I forgot, because Cammy wears, like, what? Like a onesie. No, wears, like, yeah, like a, like Leotard. a, uh, yeah, the, uh, like, the wrestler's fucking thing. Yeah. Like, the one piece. 
And like, so it just makes me think, was Tammy just like, oh, it's hot. Cammy. Cammy. For the, mother, <laughs> for the love of fuck, it's Cammy. <laughs> I know there are some people Drink listening right says now Tammy. that are getting pissed. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm not going to listen to this anymore. Again, I liked Street Fighter when I was younger. I saved up all my birthday money, got that, and that little cool turbo controller that was like uh, yellow, red, blue, and green. And then it had the switches so you can turn mm-hmm. turbo on and off. And I loved it. But I gotta say, once I got into Mortal Kombat, that was it. That was the well, best. Well, yeah, because Mortal Kombat was way more graphic than Street Fighter. That was that was the reason Mortal Kombat came out. Yeah. It's because they wanted to have, like, a competitor for Street Fighter because Street Fighter was, like, the biggest fighting game. And also, as I get older, you realize you have to have a little bit more skill in a fighting game, I think, to be really good at Street Fighter. Yeah. Where Mortal Kombat, yeah, you, you have to have skill, but at the same time... You can kind of... The movesets are pretty similar between yeah. characters. You can just mash like down to forward punch, yeah. and most characters are going to do something. And the special attacks were pretty easy to do, where in Street Fighter, it was... I remember that was like my first introduction to like back down forward, then back, and then hit yeah. a button. And I was like, how the fuck do you do that? Yeah, it was it was a lot different. A which, lot different. which honestly, it was also another thing missing from this movie, which I... and Like controller... controlling people and i you know i'm not gonna push it like saying that it should have been like we shouldn't have seen like a roll kick like the whatever they fucking call that um maybe something like that but they did that and we'll get into that because that's that's i know what i I know what you're talking about well okay well uh, if you're not ready to get there okay we can talk about it when we get to that point we're a little bit we're a little bit behind it we can that's fine that's fine um, we do get into the bad, the bad special effects part, which is Jean-Claude Van Damme and Cammy and T-Hawk in their stealth boat. Oh, we can't skip this part yet, though. We can't get to this part because we missed the worst ADR fucking scene when Guile tells... All right, I'm going to get into it. When Guile tells the plan, we get this random guy because they love to just throw people in the background, act like they might be a character that you know, but they're pointless and gal tells his plan and we get like seriously random uh, asian character number one yeah he's the guy's like commander i have a question and it's like you your your mouth didn't say that sir yeah he says like yeah he, and he says carnal and gal's like yes and he's like a single boat against everything he's got the pilot would have to be out of his mind and then, like, then just Gal goes, well, Bison is driving me crazy, so I will do it. Mm-hmm. And like, but like the way that guy did it, and you could, it was so ADR. Like, you, the yeah. the audio was even different from everybody talking. It was well. That's that's another thing with this movie. It's like if that guy doesn't speak English, that's fine. You've already shown many other characters not speaking English, and somehow people just know what they're saying yeah so just let them speak whatever the fuck he's speaking and put subtitles exactly they do that with with other characters but they're the an most of them speak english like i guess but no the an is well okay yeah america and england and whatever whatever yeah so the thing that that guy was telling was pretty much what josh was trying to get into Gal's plan, which is to take one ship and just infiltrate into Bison's lair. No, no, no. That's the distraction boat. 
That's what he said. He was going to attack from the east so that they could land on the west side of the uh, well, it's kind the of, island. Yeah, okay. And he said it's a distraction because he knows that they're going to find him. But it's only a matter of time because they have really bad stealth. Really bad stealth. Oh, yeah. To the point where when it shows it from M. Bison's perspective and they're looking at the cameras, you can see, like, you can't see the boat because the boat's invisible. But you can see that there's something impacting the water yeah. right there. You can see it being pushed. And they act like, they're like, hmm. <laughs> and it's shooting at them, too. They're like, um, something is not right. And it's blowing up all of our satellite dishes, even though satellite dishes don't, like, explode like that. Yeah. That was fucking weird. <laughs> it's just like a satellite radar. And it's like, it blew up like it was like a fucking gas engine or something like, or a gas tank, a giant one. Didn't make no sense. No, it made no sense. And I just love how all of the bad guys were like, hmm. Let's run a scan. Let's yeah. run a scan and see if there's something there. I can't really... If I was in that room, really I would have been like, just fucking bomb the dip in the water that's shooting at us. Be like, uh, no, there's there's something there. Like, I can I can clearly see it. It's like, you know, the bottom of the boat. You just can't see the boat. It's like, well, let's, let's use our radars yeah, let's use for this. Radar. By the way, when, when, the, when that ship first turns stealth... Did you see how everybody, like, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and everybody in the boat, like, t- acted like, they're like, all right, turning stealth on now. And they all go, boom, like, roll their bodies. Like, like they feel it. And I'm like, and the boat's not shaking at all. I'm like, wait, no, the boat's going invisible. You are not going invisible. Well, they had to believe for it to work. Was this Hogwarts? This is definitely Hogwarts. <laughs> da, na, na, na. So they blow up the boat and Guile is dead again. Yeah, you, you're missing a very important part. What do you mean a very important You're missing the part that M. Bison jumps on his little fucking holodeck oh, thing. okay. And he's controlling the proximity mines using the actual arcade joystick. Which made no fucking sense because there are landmines floating in the water connected to chains. And all he's really doing is just disconnecting the chains but he's fucking like you would have thought he was controlling the boat the way that he was. He was using actually playing one. Street Fighter while that scene was being filmed. Yeah, <laughs> there was really somebody else in the background releasing them as like Bison. He's like, I just one more round, and he's just playing Street. Fighter. I'm playing as Ken. <laughs> <laughs> he's handsome, <laughs> and of course he blows up the boat and yells, "Game over!" I Which, loved it. I loved it too because. Yes, that's obviously just in the going into the trailer. There's no fucking point to doing that. Yeah. Other than, hey guys, did you see that this is a video game controller? And then he says, game over. That's two video game things. Give us your fucking money. They can take it. They take my money. What a stupid invention. So I want this to have six buttons and two joysticks. Okay, well, what's so I it can do? control? What's it do? Ten mines. It releases landmines. But it also controlled that thing. He was using that to like move it and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, not, not really. No, really, because honestly, it looked like he was just like holding his hands up, and the thing would be like. No, later like... he was doing that because of what happens. But he was controlling it using those joysticks initially. He was controlling the no, electromagnetic it's... pulses or something in his Nikes. Jesus Christ! In the <laughs> I don't think they were Nikes. I don't think so either. Back to it. Guile's dead. Guile's totally dead. Definitely, so definitely dead. dead. And by dead, we mean none of them are dead. 
and they infiltrate the base. <laughs> Can we talk about how, like, when they they come back, how does how do the villains how does Bison's henchmen celebrate by smoking yellow cigarettes? Mm-hmm. They just pull out these yellow. They're like, "Oh, Kyle's dead," and then Cammy comes. Gotta smoke a cig and murders. Yeah, she. Did you notice that she snapped their neck? She snapped the guy's neck. Then she uh, flipped, him flipped him over and then punched him. Then punched his face. It's like, that man's dead. Well, maybe one time before she thought somebody was dead and he just like, oh, wow, my neck feels better. Let me try to kill you now. No, it just didn't make sense. Yeah, no. no, no. Like sense. most of this fucking movie. Well, most of this movie made perfect sense. You're just being difficult. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Gal continues his journey to save Fair Charlie slash Carlos. Fair his name Charlie. is actually Carlos Blanca, not Charlie, but he calls him Charlie. And I bet he's like, you know what? Fuck him. <laughs> he can't even call me by my real name. I hope I kill him as Blanca as a fucking weird, weird monster that they were putting like DNA mutagen in him to, Gatorade. you know, get Gatorade basically. To make him bigger and buffer and expand his muscles, whatever. And then show But him. then they were showing him like video stuff, like clockwork orange shit. Like yeah. showing like people dying and then he's like Dalsim's like, I don't want him to be truly evil. So then he starts showing him like fucking weddings and Do you know what what the, the scenes were? A white wedding, a black wedding, dolphins, Martin Luther King, a white baby, and then a black baby. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that turned him good. <laughs> well, you know, quality is good, Andrew. <laughs> Martin Luther King is good. Yeah, but like such a I don't know. I was I was laughing so hard. I'm like, wait a minute. White wedding, black wedding, and I was like, that's really weird. And then the dolphin, I'm like, okay, Martin Dolphins Luther King. are actually bad. And then they, <laughs> they were like been bad. And then it's like we'll put a baby in there. Dolphins just, rape humans. Just in they case. should not be in the good part. <laughs> it's like they add the white baby and no, just a, a baby, and they're like, maybe we should add a black baby I'm too. A black baby for yeah, quality. Yeah. You don't want to say we're gonna be totally yeah, racist. No. Throw a black baby in there. Throw <laughs> a no black baby. We showed a white wedding. God damn it, we got to show a black wedding. <laughs> that was, that was, yeah. I don't know who who whoever edited that or added that should be ashamed. Then Guile makes the hastiest decision ever. Oh, he's, he's talking with Blanca. Like Blanca's not just like he he look he's he, he's okay. He's green carrot top with a bad nose job. We get it. That's fine. Or bad Hulk cosplay. Sure, but he can speak. He can reciprocate conversations. Friend. Sure, and eventually he <laughs> says like full sentences. But Guile's first instinct is to just immediately kill him. He doesn't double. Yeah. He doesn't think twice about it. He's just nope. like, sorry, buddy. And Dalsim's like, yo, what the fuck, dude? He's like, Jesus Christ. Uh, but I question his fucking motives, too. And I'll get to that at the end. What? what what's his motives? We're close to the end. Yeah. Well, Let's get d- into it now. Okay. So when everything explodes and they're like, he's like, come with us. And Dazzlem's like, Dazzlem, whatever fuck his name is, who 
out of nowhere has a fucking shaved head and his shirt's like ripped and well because the laboratory is blowing up so everything burned so he off just him. shaved his head but not Jean-Claude Van Damme his yeah. hair doesn't burn yeah no his it wasn't burned off he like fucking was like well I'm just gonna sit here and shit there's gotta be a cut scene where he's like shaving his head because <laughs> it came out of nowhere it made no sense and he's like we don't belong in the regular world. We will stay here and die in the explosion. Well, yeah. He also said that he wanted to atone for fucking yeah, but, experimenting on humans. But, you know, now that guy, now, like, there's a better chance of them ex- surviving horrifically in an explosion. So he's okay with Blanca. Like, you know what? You're a fucking hideous beast. You look like a deformed version of Carrot Top. And, but I don't want him to mercy kill you. I would rather you be blown to bits in a fucking explosion. That's true. Actually, the bullet would have probably immediately killed him. And then 15 minutes of screen time later, he's like, no, Blanca, we must die. And Blanca's like, I don't really want to die. He's (laughs) like, I actually, I've learned a lot of English. He's like, I think I could go back into society. He's like, no, we got to die. He's like, ah, fuck. We'll go out in a fiery doom and... Probably me, Blanco. Were... What? What'd you say? <laughs> oh, no, nothing, nothing. Just you. Uh, we're gonna die. Do you, Do you think that was them being like the director being like, oh shit, we forgot to add that that guy can like breathe fire and shit. Maybe we should have him burn in an explosion. That's exactly what it was. Fire. The fans will love it. No, I I just think those two actors couldn't nail the ending like character pose, so they just cut them. All the other char- all the other actors were like, we can do this. Oh, we we'll get we'll save that for the end because that who boy, who so boy. good. So who boy means so good. Doga flame, doga flame. There was none of that. I know. Well, do you think maybe when he burst into flames after the explosion, he was trying to do yoga when Yo- he burned into <laughs> yoga flame. <laughs> Flame stance. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that was happening. No, I don't no, think so. No. Yoga fire. Yeah, it was kind of disappointing that we didn't get Blanca at all being electrified. Like they, they just that's again this movie. It's just here's this character because these special moves. And now, now that we're getting towards the end, I can finally say what I've been putting off. They went for a more realistic take on these characters' special moves. So when you see Zangief and Ryu and uh, Vega and fucking Ken fighting, you do see a fucking Hadouken. He doesn't yell Hadouken. He just fucking open palms him in the chest. It's like a hit. Or like a spinning fucking uppercut. Or like when Guile's fighting M. Bison and he does like Guile's backflip kicks. Yeah. That's not Sonic Boom, but one of his other kicks. But he's not yelling out a fucking special move. It's trying to ground it in somewhat of reality. True. Now M. Bison does have his, like, electrical power after he gets pushed into fucking electric, electronics. They get that, but he also explains it pretty terribly. Just saying, like, you know the thing that, like, powers, like, bullet trains, like, electromagnetic pulses? He's like, that's what this is. That's how I can, I can fly! This, this, is he... Like a robot? No. That part always confused me. No, it's just a suit. It's, so his suit gave him CPR. His suit. And then injected adrenaline into him. Yeah. Because Guile... They have a badass fight. Yeah, I thought you All skipped the place. ahead to it, so... 
Now you know it's a pretty good fight. Yeah, we yada, don't yada. have to get deep into it. Um, but I, it's whatever. It's it is what it is. It's just letting Jean Claude Van Damme do like his karate shit and show off a bit. Uh, and this then, actually reminded me, and I'm going to interrupt you real quick, and I'm going to post these on the Instagram. Uh, but in this scene, when Jean Claude Van Damme jumps into like out of because they they lift the thing they're like release the beast yeah they want to release blanca from his uh tube and so he can kill all the hostages and jean-claude van damme jumps like 35 feet in the air to kick sidekick and i took a picture it's not a good picture but if you look close it's clearly not him his voice isn't speaking and if you look behind him he's holding a rope and swinging oh yeah and coming out of that and he's just like I'll get you, Bison! But the guy's mouth is completely closed. There was also one thing I wanted to bring up at the beginning, because I meant to show you this picture, too. When Giles' all troops roll out to get to this plan, and again, I'm going to post this on fucking Facebook or Instagram, because it's hilarious. There's a random woman running with her shoe off. (laughs) She's got her heel in her hand. And she gets right into the camera. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of that. There's definitely a little bit of that where some actors are in like the foreground when other characters in the background are like talking. A lot of like in like Bison because Raul Julia moves around a lot, and then like just Zangief. Like it'll be panning across, and then like Zangief will be like right in front of the camera, and like it's like okay, get back up. You shouldn't be this close to the camera. No, yeah, the. I think a lot of extras got in front of the camera too much in this movie. Oh, yeah. A lot of that. A lot of... Because the extras clearly aren't from the Screen Actors Guild. (laughs) Clearly not. Yeah. They're just random extras from Zabadoo Island or whatever the fuck this place was. (laughs) (laughs) Zabadoo! Xanadoo Island? (laughs) Shadaloo! Shadaloo. down to Shadaloo. We're finally at the end. Everybody's got their own little fucking personal battles going on. Yeah, people over Zangief and Honda fighting through doors, through Punching floors. Punching through the fucking floor! Punching through the floor. <laughs> there's a random, there's one random scene that was pretty funny where, uh, like, these uh, these Japanese part of the military, they're like, oh, God, we, we were able to tap into the security cameras. And they go into the war room where M. Bison had, like, his uh, Bisonopolis, like, uh, model of, like, the buildings and, like, his headquarters. And you just hear Godzilla sound effects while they're stomping through fighting. And it's like, I get it. One of them's fat and the other one's just a big guy. I get it. More Zangief, I guess, a little bit. We did, with his illustrious chest hair. They even added the marks on his arms later, I guess. It looked like he had, like, stitches or something. Towards the end of the, yeah, towards the end of the movie, everyone's character gets, like, uh, like, Honda. He has like a slash across his face. Yeah. And that's supposed to imitate the face paint that he has on. I saw that. Zangief gets slashed across his chest, and that's supposed to indicate his his scar that he has. Um, Honda could have been more perfect if in that scene after he fights Zangief, he's like, I gotta go. This was fun, or something like that. And then he's like, Wait, your pants are ripped. And he grabs a towel and hands it to him, the cover up. Because Honda has a bath towel in the game. Yeah, kind of. Well, he's like a yeah, he's he's a kind yeah, he's of a Japanese no, he, sumo wrestler. Yeah, but yeah. he's wearing a towel because he's in a bathhouse. That's his 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 level. He's a sumo. He's not like sumos don't just wear bath towels. You're the one that's saying that he just wears bath towels. He does. 
I was just saying it would be a nice nod if Zangief, like, tossed him a towel. What did you like that football movie? Was like, but it wouldn't make hey, sense. Hey, kid. Hey, if you're fighting somebody and you're trying to kill them, and they're like, I gotta go, buddy. They're not gonna be like, all right, cool fight. Here's a towel. They're gonna be like, hey, we were trying to kill each other. Maybe you should come back. No? Okay. Cool. I, I did like how... Uh, just right at the end of the movie, all most of the main bad guys are like, "Oh yeah, let's just uh, let's just be good guys now. Let's kind of just not help M. Bison anymore." They had that great yeah. scene where M. Bison's like realizing that they're being infiltrated. He's like, "Oh, defeat is a possibility," and then he's talking to DJ. <laughs> and he's just like, "But we'll go out as warriors, me and you, <laughs> side by side." And just DJ's character just looks at him like. And just slowly like backs away and leaves the room while he's still making a speech about like we're going to fight them. We're gonna fight them back. Me and I you, that DJ. Was perfect. It was so good. And then he steals the money, the fake money. And I like how Ken comes in right after him. And he's like, ah, oh. <laughs> he just takes the gold statue. Yep. But we're at the very end of the movie. Yeah. Zangief gets one more really good line, and then we get the cheesy freeze frame at the end of the movie he he, he stops dj because dj's leaving with money he's like what are you doing he's like we gotta we gotta go back we gotta fight the the troops and he's like he's like we're going to die and this place is gonna blow up he's like yeah but we gotta protect like peace and like good and it's like you realize that m bison's the bad guy he's like what he's like well why if he was the bad guy why were you helping him he's like because he paid me a buttload of money and Zangief, and I, before he even said it, I knew it was coming. And it just like close-ups on, on Zangief. And he's like, you got paid? <laughs> so dumb. So fucking dumb. I felt like Zangief had some Jim Helper moments sometimes. where I felt Absolutely. Like, I felt like he was constantly looking at the camera like, ooh. <laughs> Not, he doesn't necessarily look at the camera. Close enough. But he got a lot of those... Like, oh, I'm the wacky character close-up, like, zoom-ins. Like, he doesn't get it. Like, oh, I, I don't get, get it. it. I don't get it. I'm from Russia. I'm he was not from Russia. <laughs> but isn't that what Zangief is I from? Mean, like, I don't know. USSR? Maybe. Yeah, because that's this level, I think. I just remember, USSR, the, not the, in the game, not the Beatles song. Yeah. Back at the USSR. Movie ends. With how does it end, Andrew? Oh, but we're not going to go over... Uh, I guess we went over the battle. Yeah, battles, it is what it is. People were fighting and... Okay. And everyone thought Kyle was dead again. Because he should have been dead. The countdown was at five seconds left, and he's in the fucking laboratory that's blowing up. The main part that's blowing up. And, and he... With one second, he walks out of a door, and the whole island blows up. But somehow he's just like, oh... <coughs> I'm I'm okay. But to go through that trope again three times, like three times they were like, Kyle's dead. No, he's not. Kyle's dead. No, he's not. Kyle's dead. No, he's not. All right, now we can do a family photo. Which I I know you've been dying to talk about. Yeah, it just ends on like everyone doing a character pose to a freeze frame. And I all I could think of was like, how many fucking takes did that take to get that? It must have taken a lot because, like, Chun Li's doing her, her like jump thing. her jump thing. Well, I mean, that's probably the hardest thing to do. I mean, everyone else was pretty easy. Like, all Cammy had to do was turn her ass to the camera, which was weird. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> it was so she weird. She sparks at the camera. 
Well, but I mean, no, those are those were the character poses like after you finish a round. <laughs> it's a cool nod to the video game, but like if it's an actual movie and if it was like real life, there's some people looking on the side, the place explodes extra and things crumble and they all just strike a pose and I can just see a guy like, what the fuck? My whole platoon just was fucking slaughtered. <laughs> they were experimented on and you guys are, you guys are fucking jumping. <laughs> Who's taking the fucking picture? <laughs> I lost my leg. And then you sat through the credits. Did you sit through the credits? I was go. I I almost did. Post credit scene, baby. Suck it, Marvel. There is one. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell tell me and the other people that didn't. All it is is it just uh, you pull the old the you let's go through the the wreckage of the base and it's like oh one of the computers is still active and initiates the program that brings back M. Bison. Uh, and then his arm comes up through the middle of like a, a thing and he he's using the computer like goes to like file, open program, world domination. It's like all these things like security cameras and for some reason I world domination. See, doesn't he say world domination? It's just his hand. No, no. World domination is like the option that he selects on the computer. Oh. His hand comes up like uh, Freddy Krueger at the end of that fucking Friday the 13th movie where, J oh, Jason goes to hell, comes out of the ground, and then he's just like, no, I gotta fuck with my computer. That's so stupid. They should just end it at that. Like, yeah. And it, it did end at that. <laughs> well, no, after. <laughs> yeah. Before, before that. I, I don't think this is the first movie that did a post credit scene because I'm pretty sure uh, He-Man Masters of the Universe did one first. I think that was like the first movie that did a post-credit scene. Well, there was scene. obviously movies that did like post-credit scenes. Post-credit scenes were not But it wasn't mainstream. It wasn't mainstream. But Marvel definitely made them mainstream. Yeah, they made it a constant. They didn't start it though. They made no, they did not start it. thing no. though. They wanted people to stay longer and it's also what got people to go to these, see these movies. Like they could, at that point, Marvel could make a flop, shit-ass movie, but you know people are going to stay till the end to get that post-credit scene to so see what's going to Ant-Man 1 and 2. Ant-Man 2 was awesome. Both of those movies flopped fucking hard in the movie. Oh, but you weren't saying they were bad. No, 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 no. I, I, liked, I liked them. I didn't see the first one. But I, don't I didn't see the first the one. Second one the second one I thought was really, really fun. Good. Actually, no, I ended up going back and watching the first one. It was good, but The Wasp totally makes the movie yeah. awesome. Yeah, I like, the, I like the second one way better. All right, take a drink. Talk about better movies. Should we get to our scores? Uh, yeah, I, I think that our scores are going to be very fucking different. Because I, I enjoyed this movie. So I'm going to start with your scores on this stuff because I already know that my scores are good. So let's start with the cheese factor. Now we know bad cheesy and we know the dragon, double dragon is bad cheesy in some parts. For me, I looked at this, there's a lot of good cheesy stuff in this movie, like the creme de la creme of cheese factor shit. So what, what did you score this? 
Well, this was a cheesy ass fucking movie. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ignore that at all. Um, I'm actually gonna give this an eight point cape flip. Wow, I only gave it a six point six uh, six point cape flip out of ten. I thought it was it's the good kind of cheesy. The computer CGI stuff and special effects, it's not there, but it's it's just old technology, and there's nothing you can do about it because it's 1994. Well, I I, I but don't. But the cheesy bad jokes are on point. The comedic relief character who is supposed to be this oblivious dumb character, it's on point. Plus, they don't just have one. Zangief is the dumb, the stupid fuck yeah. that says funny things. But then you have DJ, who kind of is more of the reaction joke guy. You know what I mean? Like the "Hey, we we killed Guile. That's awesome, right?" M. Bison. He's like, "No." He's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Well, this movie was filled with a bunch of quick one-liner jokes, which mm-hmm. worked. And that's I, I'm giving it like a high, pretty high cheesy score because <clears throat> one, I I picked Capelin because we gotta keep acknowledging how fucking. Raul fucking owned that cape. He, oh, he he worked that fucking cape. He worked that cape. Yeah, and not yeah. a lot of people can do capes. Just can't. No. But the thing that they were very heavy-handed on like the cheesy jokes, but they worked. Yeah. And you don't see that a lot when they go heavy-handed on the cheesiness. You you get on that borderline of yeah, we know you're going for cheesy, but this is it's now like it just seems fake at this point. But this, yeah, it did seem fake, but at this, the the cheesy jokes, they landed. Okay, here's an example of a bad cheesy joke that doesn't land. So Double Dragon, the continuing thing you of just, showing just Alyssa Milano's ass, and the two fucking uh, characters, Jimmy and B- Billy, are like, whoa, we can't stop staring at her ass! Or like, she's gonna climb in the fucking pipe first, so... Oh, we gotta fight each other to see who can smell her ass while she's climbing. Which, there. in all honesty, now rethinking about Double Dragon totally defeats the thing. We we had a strong uh, female character in this, but look at her ass. They still did the oversexualization of her character. Yeah, even though her character is supposed to just basically take a punch and then see at the end of the movie. So yeah. at least they expanded on her character story a little bit, but. So we're kind of, I mean, honestly, I didn't expect you to give it so high of a score. Well, because, okay, I'm not crazy about this movie. It, And I think I also hyped it up for myself because when I was a kid, I remember like, I don't know, I, I thought I liked it. I did like the game and maybe that's what I how I felt about it. But I haven't seen this movie in like 20 something years. It was definitely a, like one of those things where it's not as good as I, my young brain remember it, remembering it being. So I kind of was just like, uh, I did get a little exhausted sometimes in this movie. Not because I was out all night. It is because we're out all night. But I do acknowledge, you know, the jokes. They It was funny. I did laugh at times. You know, I, yeah, so it deserved a good cheese factor. So here's where I think we're not going to agree any at all. Good movie factor. Would you give it like a two? I give it a three. Okay. Because it's not a good movie. I actually thought I was going to be ranking these like maybe this is a six when I before I watched it. But again, it's just like one of those things where we watch these fucking movies and, you know, everything's there. Again, I don't want it to be exactly like the game. 
But the things that they decided to change, it just, it didn't work for me in the movie. And also, again, I didn't really care for how Guile was like this huge character who everybody worshipped in it. And it kind of took away from all these characters being individuals, which is what makes the games popular. Each one of these characters are very popular characters, but they were constantly overshadowed by Guile in this in this movie. I mean, in the game, I would say that the most of the characters are overshadowed by like Ryu and exactly. Ken, like the big boys. And they were so, well, John Ling's pretty big too. And yeah. they they were just kind of an afterthought. They did have a they lot of they scenes. were main parts of the story. Yeah, but it was like breadcrumbed in there. Again, Jean Claude Van Damme is who they but they they fucking. Busted their nut on their budget to get this dude. So they had to give him a big role. And they had to give him the most screen time. And that's honestly what caused this movie not to be as good as it should have been. I don't agree. So mine, I'm giving, <laughs> <laughs> I gave this movie a 7 out of 10 for a good movie. I enjoyed it the whole way through. I didn't fucking stop and put my head in my hands and go, ugh, even once. I... I mean, obviously the CGI is not the best. Whatever, I can I can accept it because it was 1994. I'm not looking for, you know, Infinity War Endgame CGI. You're just not going to get it. It's not the best movie at all. I'm not saying it is the best. None movie of these at all. movies are the best. But movies there, well. it had very little bullshit scenes, and by that I mean, let's think about Doom, where Doom had so many similar scenes that the movie felt like you're just kind of watching the same thing repeating itself over and over again. I didn't get that. We're jumping to different things. It never kind of loops back to the same type of thing. I, maybe the only thing we can compare it to is they go to the laboratory and they keep seeing Blanca over and over again. It's like, oh, he's getting bigger. He's getting bigger. And his muscles are getting bigger. That's the only, like, stagnant scene that they kept bringing up. That I felt like they could have totally just... Just not done it. Show us the first scene where you're like, okay, you're going to make him Blanca and big. Or just not even have him in it. Yeah. He didn't need to be in the movie. What I also gave this credit for is that this movie did not rely on special effects to pull off special moves that these characters did, <laughs> like Mortal Kombat does, where they want to show the fireball and all that, and that's what takes you out of it, because it's like they tried to make it more realistic. They tried to make these moves more grounded in reality. Like, how would a real person do Guile's backflip kick? They would do it like Jean-Claude Van Damme did. Okay, I'll admit I was wrong on that aspect. And I wanted to mention earlier when we briefly talked about it that, yeah, that was kind of cool in a way that they did that stuff. And you're right. Mortal Kombat Annihilation overdid it, and it was fucking awful. Even the first one. Overdid. Well, the first... I we, first one's great. I'm first, not saying it's not bad. I know, but the what I'm saying... The special effects in the first one... Reptile is like no scorpions well, that, fucking yeah that things. was but I thought the Sub Zero part was pretty cool yeah that was cool but we're not talking about that movie and we will talk about that movie another time because the second one the Sub Zero moves aren't that cool the, they look terrible Sub Zero is also in the movie for like three minutes yeah it's terrible going back to what I was saying I will agree with you that I was wrong and it was kind of cool that they did kind of do that I did like the bison moves and. And stuff like that. Yes, I guess that was my point. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. And, oh, boy. Well, you, what were you saying? You were saying that... Uh, we're talking about how the the moves are 
more grounded in reality. They're not as fantastical okay. as in the game. Like but that's why you didn't see Yoga Flame. Still, but honestly, at the same time, there are certain characters where they could have really kind of did a little thing with that, which would have made it seem like more of that character. Like Dazzlin, they could have done a thing where he like maybe shot like one small fireball out to like break somebody tied up something out or have Blanca destroy the computers by like destroying the computers and sucking up the electricity and like showing that he's got like the electric ability again these two characters did not need to be in the movie because they were nothing at all like if anybody in this movie was nothing like their counterparts from the video game it was these two characters all of the characters were not like their video game no no I, i'm saying these were the most unlike yeah. their video game characters mm -hmm. but that's all that's all i was saying you know it would have been nice to have those little nods yeah they had some of them like they had e honda not necessarily doing his thousand hand slap but he does slap the shit out of zangief really quickly in one part oh but honestly he was the one that looked most like his character out of all of them other than not being a japanese sumo and being a hawaiian sumo yes oh, wait you said honda oh i was thinking of zangief yeah he was I mean, fighting zangief zangief was spot on spot on uh honda was pretty good balrog was just a just a black guy and also he randomly finds punching like boxing gloves at the very end of the movie and then he doesn't have them anymore did he was he wearing boxing gloves i don't remember at that. one scene he punches a guy with boxing gloves on that like chun lee's fighting with and he doesn't have those boxing gloves anymore the whole movie he didn't have boxing gloves and then i don't even remember him. wearing them maybe i missed that literally one scene one scene Oh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So now we're on the last one. Comparable to the game. Andrew, I know you're not going to agree with me, but I gave this movie an 8 out of 10. I thought that they portrayed a lot of the characters pretty accurately, even if they had different backstories. They threw in some classic video game movie stuff where they have like arcade cabinet stuff and, hey, let's say game over. <laughs> hey, there's a joystick right there from the arcade. Hey, look at that. That's a they do some of their special moves. They don't necessarily yell out the fucking name of the special move. They do them. I don't know. I, I guess I just really like this movie more than you. What did you say? What, what, one out of ten? I will agree with you that you definitely like this movie more than me. But we already discussed the good, you know, is this a good movie? So on, on my end here for this, is it comparable to the video game? i'm gonna give it a five like i'm not gonna disagree with you okay because the characters are there the, the characters, characters are there, there but they they're not the same backstory. they're not the they're same, not the same backstory the and, and I, I know it. you're saying that like you know who cares on that but then again that doesn't make it comparable to the video game that takes away from a lot of things and like, but again the video and game I is know, just a very straightforward idea based on multiple different characters that no one's really a lead. I guess you can say Ryu. This was a Guile movie. Mm. This should have been called Street Fighter Guile. Like, that should have been the name of this movie. Because that's all they focused on, really, was Guile. Where a lot of these characters, like I said, just get lost in the background. You kind of don't feel a connection or relationship with most of these characters. Because once you do, they're kind of pushed in the background. You know, where Guile, they're, they're so focused on him and Charlie watching a VHS in his boat and, like, 
that was weird. <laughs> he just has his VHS tape on him at all time. And it, and I feel like that's what took away from it being comparable to the video game. Besides there being no tournament at all. So yeah, but I will be fair. I'll give it a fight because there were some things like like you said, the characters and some of... Zangief was on point. Vega was on point. Except Honda. You know, E-Honda could have been... Yeah, E-Honda was not... I mean, he, he looked the part, but he wasn't... No. Right. It was 94. It's really hard to get... Like, they were just getting figuring out how to do video game movies. Yeah. I think, what, Mario Brothers came out two years before this? I think so, yeah. And we all know what that nightmare looked like. I'll give it a five point cape flip. I'll even give it the cape flip. You know, and yeah, that's how I feel about it. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> Actually, I disrespectfully disagree. I hate you. Well, it's good. Good. Again, this is the last podcast because it. No one with a fuck you. Because wait till we get to hey, our next segment, which, hey, Josh, would you say this movie is a continue? Or a game over? No, no, no. You read that wrong. It's Is it a continue or a game over? Yeah, you did it better. I was trying to practice it. I just can't. I can't. I can't do that voice. You did it good. Thank so you. I'll give it to Josh. I'm not editing this out, what I'm saying right now, by the way. Good. So Josh can get his shine right before I shut him down. Because I'm going to say what I think this is first. Okay. For me, man, and I know you're not going to be happy about this. It's a game over, man. Like I, I don't know. I know you're going to say it's because I was tired, but I was actually looking forward to seeing this movie. And yeah, maybe get some sleep and then uh, and then watch this movie again. And then we'll record another. And then we'll record episode. another episode. No, 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 this is a continue for me. I I highly enjoyed watching it, and I would watch it again. Um, Make sure I get a good night's sleep before I try it, just so you can actually stay awake and not dream about some other bad movie that you are basing this review off of. So, question. So, since we're... What is this at, movie about, man? At, <laughs> what does it mean, man? What's a street fighter? What's Guile... What, what's the meaning when Guile... Is he in like, Bloodsport? Flexes his muscle in the American flag. Since we don't agree on this, mm-hmm. which list should it go on? It was on continue because I'm right. No, it's a oh. game over. I have a proposition for you. Yeah, you. I have a proposition for you. Go to sleep tonight and then watch it again. No, and you'll be like, I was so wrong, Josh. I challenge you to live play or recorded gameplay of Street Fighter three rounds. We haven't. Have we agreed on every single one, dude? Extra content. This would be a fucking good opportunity. We, I can edit this out if we don't end up doing it. But it would definitely be a cool thing to do where we base our decision on playing the fucking game, All right. record it. Then I agree. Then what we do is we wait, so then we get a couple games, and we make a whole fucking segment out of it where we do a couple games back to back to back. Oh, yeah. No one know. Um, this challenge, this will be, we'll, we'll list this for the fans. I don't know when we'll post this, when we'll actually yeah. do it. We might actually do multiple games at once yeah. and then air it as extra content. Yeah, any movie that we deem is we split decision on, game over or continue at some point, we will go head-to-head in that game, and whoever wins, that's what list we put it on, either the continue or the game over list. 
which at some point we're going to do something with those lists. Ultimately, we're going to figure out some sort of content based on these decisions. We'll work on that. Yeah. But I definitely think it'd be a cool tiebreaker to watch, to have the fans watch me fucking crush you. I'm just going to fight you in real life. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> I'll lose. I have no chance. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> I win. But I challenge you to Street Fighter, Josh. Do you accept? We've already played Street Fighter, but yes. Yeah, well, for the fans. For our only fans. <laughs> <laughs> Check us out playing Street Fighter 3 Alpha on our OnlyFans paid subscription. <laughs> we will be naked, but you can't see it. <laughs> we just won't have pain. You just got to imagine it. But just you... imagine disappointing We'll penises. describe how naked we are. <laughs> I am so naked. I have no clothes. Totally naked. Totally. On that note. I'm naked. I'm naked, Josh. What are we watching next week? Well, what we're watching next week, Andrew, is we're actually jumping pretty, pretty current. We're going to be watching another Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, yeah. The Rock. We're going to be watching him in Rampage. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you got to assume, like, it's it's a newer one. It's got to be okay, right? Hopefully. I've never seen it. I don't it. know. I saw the trailer, like... When it first came out, I was a little like, I don't know about that. All I saw was him fist bump that fucking giant gorilla at one point in the trail. Yeah. And I was like, I am out. Uh, that's a no for me, dog. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> but it's The Rock. So you kind of, you. It, this is the thing with Rock movies. I see the trailer and I'm like, that looks bad. But The Rock's in it. Something inside me makes me interested in seeing this movie. And I pitched this to Josh a while ago. Because I just want to see this. I need a reason to see this movie. And this podcast is that reason mm. for me to see that movie. So next week, we'll discuss the eyebrows, the elbow. The eyebrows and the elbow. And all three animals in between. The Rock says. So follow us on Facebook, Instagram. And you know. And OnlyFans. <laughs> and OnlyFans. <laughs> No, we really don't. No, don't look that up. Yeah, so. don't look up our OnlyFans. That's not for this audience. So don't forget to check out our website at 8bitpod.com. That's number 8bitpod.com. We'll be listening where you can watch Rampage. I have a feeling we're not going to be able to find something free, but it's once I have the details, I'll list it on the website. Also, if you have any questions for us, you have any recommendations, suggestions you have feedback on the episode that you want us to to read send us an email directly we love reading your emails we haven't got one yet but i still have to say that send us an email <laughs> at 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com that's the number 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com well thank you for listening to this episode i hope you hate street fighter even more of course <laughs> we'll see you next week game over